0: The Magic Mike Show, where you
1: hear the experts speak, The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week, The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb, because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up everybody, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. And this is the Magic Mike Show, episode 473, Mr. Summit, Mandatory payout, huzzah! It's going to be a fun show. It's a big show, a mandatory payout of the Pick 6 and every other pool. Uh, uh, San Anita on Sunday, June 18th. That is their closing day. Then we take some time, go to Los Al for a couple weeks, and then it's Del Mar, baby. We're that much closer to Del Mar, Mike. Are you excited about that? Yeah, we're sub a month away from both Saratoga and Del Mar, so that definitely doesn't suck. It means summer is here. <laughs> uh, Shadi says, wow, they started right on time, unheard of. That's because we're doing six races instead of five, and we do need to end five minutes early. So uh special time special day special show special uh intro that we'll call it here let's get into it buddy riders up show brought to you by the chicago cubs it's already cashed uh one of our best bets from Dude to bet daily uh maggie and mike show prison by Dude to bet daily every wednesday through sunday at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific best bets from sports and horse racing worlds and uh the team has been on fire largely playing baseball not just myself but mike aaron papa dude so uh cubs first five minus a half run it got a little dicey but we got the cash we'll see if we can keep the winning ways going here mike we talked about it the rainbow pick six is a mandatory payout a 20 cent base at santa anita on sunday june 18th and the first leg of that rainbow six is race number seven nine cal bred phillies and mare sprinting six furlongs on the turf m one x allowance optional 40k level where'd you go on top we're going to disagree like crazy
0: here i almost used four horses and none of them were the four that you used i ended up using three with one overlap so we'll see what happens i'm gonna to go to the outside here the nine hotitude on top uh interesting horse who did not run for a long time had a huge layoff there from april 10 2022 to april 30 2023 Felt like Kristen Mall and who we talk about but Kristen Mall before we talked about here, likes to run horses into shape. I think this one's coming around into shape now. A nice race off the debut against the state Reds. jumps into open company, ran okay but not great there. Lost to Princess Adelaide, is a pretty good horse. I love the bullet work, forty six and two, one of forty one last time out. I think Hottitude is ready to roll from the outside. I think the third off the layoff will be big. And note that Hernandez picks up the mount as well, leading rider out there who decides to jump aboard this one. So I think it's all systems go for the nine hotitude who you didn't use, did you?
1: I did. So this I, the last horse on, I actually was doing the math when we were about to get started. I was like, I can put one more horse in, so I'll have an $80 ticket. Um, and I put it in there. And a the big reason is because Juan Hernandez is the leading rider by leaps and bounds. And uh, he should have this completely locked up by the time Sunday even rolls around. But the fact that he picked up the mount, I thought, was a big indicator. I don't love the price uh, being 3-1, to one, but you understand why. Sixth, uh, uh. The top pick for me in this spot is the other one you agreed on. That's the number four, Clean Karma at 5-1 to one horse run. Second off the layoff after falling victim to a slow early pace last time out. Top two early were the top two at the wire. They both returned here, but what's going to change is that you're going to have a couple of new shooters. The one I expect to go from the rail. The six I think will be part of that early pace as well. Hoping it speeds things up and at least makes for an honest pace, which is what didn't really happen last time with Squared Shady got the job. Barrios is picking up the mount now, uh on clean karma. Horses got a win in two thirds and four turf sprints, one of those thirds, and then the off the board effort both came in stakes. We're at the Calbread allowance level. So I think this is right where she fits, Mike.
0: I think it's a good fit as well. It's a horse that I'm like not overly excited to use, just one for 19 on the Santa Anita Turf, but does have five seconds and four thirds in those 19 efforts. So at least it's hit the board 10 of the 19 races. A big part for me here is we're back at the state bred level and the Berrios pickup. You mentioned Berrios, I, one of my favorite jockeys. I think he rides very, very well, specifically on the Santa Anita Turf. There should be some speed in here, and this is another one where... Just didn't, hasn't run much here in 2023. Only going to be the third start, second off this most recent layoff. I think this is where you're going to see a little bit better version of Clean Karma, who's six years old, so probably needs, again, to get a couple races in to see the best effort. I, I think it's all systems go here, so I, I think the four has a big shot. This was my third horse in, and the, my second horse is the one you mentioned briefly, the horse on the rail here, Stay and Scam. Um, I love Square Eddies on turf. we've talked about that before i'm a sucker for square eddie turf sprinting at santa anita the race you're getting 12 to 1 on a horse who i think is going to get the lead from the rail here with mario mario gutierrez that race at indiana the time isn't great but the times at indiana that day weren't great across the board so i'm not worried that the pack fractions weren't that fast i think there's plenty of speed here and i think because they drew the rail it's just go 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 these square eddies take big jumps forward when they get to the turf for the first time. I think that's what happens here. I think it's all systems go for stay and scam. So I'm going to go one four nine to try and get out of this first leg.
1: I wanted to use one of the two new shooters from the pace perspective that I talked about. I went the other way. Concern I have here, and I, I knew you were going to be at least enticed by this horse. When I saw twelve to one, I was like, Mike's probably going to use her be- because of the square eddy uh, angle. Um, the, the one in the 6 they they're both coming off of maiden wins, so first time versus winners. Not an angle I usually love to play. Uh, either way, with this horse, I was concerned that she debuted at Indiana Grand. It sounds like O'Neill had her in the Kentucky, uh, the t- Kentucky group that he has. Um, but if she's a cowbred, why was she in Kentucky? Why, what, what, like, why were you not trying to get her into these really nice, lucrative cowbred races instead of going for a thirty-four thousand dollar purse? Indiana Grant, so I kept her off of it. Um, She is one that I'm a little worried about and you're getting that nice price on her. I just don't think that she's of this caliber. Um, I did use a six, like I said, golden microphone six to one. I thought she looked great last time out pressing the pace. I think she's gonna get a very similar trip to what she got that day Um, outside of a speed horse. She'll be right outside of the one. I think pressing her and then taking off in the stretch she had a really nice kick and really nobody was gaining on her in that spot golden microphone so i like her um i also like a couple horses that she's faced that i'm gonna reference in a, a race later on this card so i realized when i kept going back to this race and going oh yeah, this horse was second to Golden Microphone. This horse was racing against Golden Microphone. Like, I was like, I need to use freaking Golden Microphone because of the way I structured my ticket.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Wong, phenomenal in California. Phenomenal really all over the country at this point. He's uh, been been shipping out to Kentucky as well and doing well there. So uh, one that I, I understand why you'd use. I, I decided not to simply because of that jump up there from Baden Specialweight into the the, uh, the into the optional company here and the fact that it was Calbreds back to Calbreds and the fact that... Uh, he, I'm not sure there's some pretty good horses in here. Like the four clean karma again, one for 19 over the turf, but has a bunch of races that kind of fit in this spot. How to a successful horse over this circuit as well. So I think it's going to be a little bit too big of a jump up for the six, but I, I don't hate the use on it. Uh, the second time out on turf should definitely be a positive thing here for golden microphone as well. And, and you mentioned the Kentucky thing with uh, the one horse stay scam. I actually saw that as a positive because this horse was at Keeneland with his group. Right. And that's tells me that he thinks the horse had a a shot out there. And now we're shipping in here for cowbreds. I think they found that Indiana race like, hey, what the heck, let's just throw it in there and see what happens. And now here we are showing up against the state bread. So I almost see it as a positive with the way they treated the horse. And that's one of the main reasons why I took the the one because I was around. I had the one, the five and the six is kind of who am I going to put in here from a speed perspective? And that's one of the main
1: reasons I landed on the one. And what Mike's talking about, in case you don't have the PP's or you're not able to see it, uh, before her debut win at Indiana Grand, she'd been working consistently at Keelan. So um, that's where we're getting this info. Not just pulling it out of our asses there. Uh, last horse for me that I use here is the number two, Tepelio's Princess, another square Eddie, but this one with plenty of experience. Eight starts, two wins, both uh, sprinting on the turf uh, here at Santa Anita. Now, the downside is both of those wins came while she was running for a tag. However... Neither of those were against Calbreds. It was open company claimers, so I thought uh, probably a little bit comparable with who she was facing versus what she's got going on here. Uh, I really like that Roman Vasquez is keeping the mount. He is 41% riding for the Barraccio Barn. That's seven for 17 um, in the last year. So I I saw this as a big positive that he keeps the mount. Um, The the horse has been passed around to a few different trainers, but did have the win in the first start for the barn. Went up to the starter allowance company, uh, didn't find it very to to her footing, but now she's going to be at the Calbred Allowance. I think this will help her move forward.
0: Yeah, the, the Calbred part is, should be the big positive here for Paleo's Princess, right? Gets to drop down against State Bread Company, and that's uh, should, the water should be a little shallower, which we don't usually say <laughs> here, and so hopefully that uh, that would help the two take a step forward. Well, actually, hopefully for you, hopefully not for me
1: right yeah exactly yeah for for anybody who's supporting that's what you're hoping for let's move on second leg of the san nina rainbow six on sunday june 18th race eight has 12 maiden males three and up sprinting six furlongs on the main track i have two singles one of them is in this spot number three elwood blues and i believe you agreed with me on this one
0: yeah i went back and forth whether or not i was going to single go two deep or go three deep here I, I mean elwood blues is going to get bet off the board three to one is a pipe dream if you have fixed yeah. out, go ahead and lock that sucker in right now because i don't think you're getting anywhere close to that when they break <laughs> out of the gate uh, i debuted against arabian lion pressed arabian lion ended up losing to arabian lion but was only three lengths off it i thought that was a very very good race and i just couldn't get my get around Elwood blues. I mean, it could the the nine, or I'm sorry, the 10 fifth street, the other Baffert. Well, one of the other two Bafferts in here, but the one with talent uh, has, <laughs> you know, a bullet 45 and two out of a gate on the page a bullet 58 and four on the page. Uh, it's a $950,000 purchase. I'm hoping because it's quality road out of a street sense mare that this one wants longer. And that that long-term, this is a two turn horse, not a one turn horse. And that's really what ended up pushing me to single Elwood blues in here. I do have a little interest in the seven Johnny drama, but I think the waters might be a little too deep in this spot. I love the 15 to one price. I think there's talent in this horse based on the works and kind of the pedigree, but it's probably one you want to watch. And if, if it runs well is one you want to bet back next time, uh, because I I don't think it's going to be quite the caliber of either the three or the 10.
1: I agree with you on all those points. I did find the seven interesting. And I think especially come Del Mar, uh, if, if they skip Los Al with this horse, come Del Mar, watch out for Johnny drama. Um, I went with a big reason I singled the three. You've got the top rider of the circuit, Juan Hernandez. This is where he shows up. Uh, he chased around Arabian Lion. Uh, he was 5-2 to two on debut. Chased him all the way around, finished second. He's been working with both of the Bafferts that are in this. He's worked a couple of times with 5th Streak and then recently with Extortion. Um, I thought he outworked all of them. He's not an absolute stunning workhorse, Elwood Blues. Uh, but 5th Street, for example, was the one I was really watching because I thought, well, maybe I'll use the three and the ten. And you've got a good gate jockey in maldonado who's going to ride the fifth street for his debut but the horse in his works he looks lazy he looks green his head's kind of all over the place he blew the gate uh when the, they were working from the gate he just completely blew that start um he had to be rushed up and then he was almost too uncontrollable and didn't want to settle and relax so i think he's a horse that's going to need a start or two to really kind of get that greenness worked out but it is always dangerous when you've got three bafferts in here and we're both singling the favorite and it's like well This could really go sideways for us real fast.
0: Yeah, definitely not the most comfortable feeling, especially since, like you said, this is going to be the favorite. I'm hoping this is not the most singled horse in the sequence. I'm hoping that there's a horse later that gets singled more that I'm going to take a little bit of a shot against. Um, But I I wouldn't be shocked if Elwood Blues is a common single here. And and you mentioned the big rider switch. Hernandez showing up here versus the 10, I think tells you really all you need to know about the two of them. Maldonado is someone who Baffert uses quite a bit, but Baffert's best horses generally go to... Hernandez, Smith, Velasquez, those kind of guys. And this time it's, it's Hernandez who shows up on Elwood Blues instead of showing up here on Fifth Street. So I thought that was a big thing. I wasn't I'm not a big fan of extortion. I'm not sure if you even I'd never even considered using the nine here, which is the other other Baffert. Uh, for me, it was the two O'Neils, the seven and the eight that were the other two that I thought about using. But uh, because I'm not
1: singling anywhere else and I wanted to keep the ticket reasonable, this is where I ended up singling fully agree yeah the, the both the O'Neils do look interesting at a price probably just underneath uh and shoddy bringing up the six Ch- Captain Chuches, probably not going to win great name Captain Chuches. so good luck to Frank Miramati calling that one
0: I wouldn't be shocked if this turns into one of those key races key maiden races for the three-year-old level moving into the fall in the cow cow world like I I wouldn't be shocked if we have let's go with three horses that win next time
1: out out of this race yeah, unless they all face each other, then it might be a little, well, I guess the dead heat could happen. Anyway, so while everyone else figures out that math, let's move on. Third leg of Santa Anita's Rainbow Six on Sunday, June 18th. Race nine, we've got 11 Calbred Maiden, Phillies and Mares three and up going six and a half furlongs on the turf. It is flat. We are not going down the hill on this one. So a flat six and a half furlongs. Where'd you go on top? I went with the six-horse
0: Rough Ride for Craig Lewis. You get uh, Juan Hernandez aboard. This is going to be the second time going on the turf, second time going six furlongs. second off the layoff, second out as a three-year-old. Love me all those seconds. Uh, <laughs> if you go back and you watch the race, the horse is a little bit hesitant at the start, doesn't quite break as clean as you want, was in the nine post, kind of was outside a little bit, then angled back inside, and then went wide during the stretch. So really interesting like overall trip for this horse. I thought a very one that you can take a step forward off of. And I like the fact that Hernandez rides back here, the fact that he was on that horse through all of that and then decides, OK, I want to come back here. I want to ride rough ride again for Craig Lewis, someone who's uh, he rides for, but not you know one of his top barns that he's riding for. I, I think this is a really logical step forward in a race that to me is, is wide open, but doesn't really have that horse that stands out. And so I thought taking a little bit of a swing here made sense. I'll go with the six rough ride at six to one on top.
1: Excuse me, didn't use this horse, but I did consider, and I think if I get any scratches in here, this will probably be the first one on the ticket. Uh, Coming out of that Golden Microphone win, um, where I took my top pick is going to come from, and that's the eight. Magic Game was second that race. Uh, Magic Game, three to one here, morning line. eight or Sorry, six turf sprint starts, four times finished second, including last time out, like I mentioned, with Golden Microphone. Uh, Berrios has won 11 of his last 32 mounts for Eric Krueljack. That's 34%. 16 of those, half of them ran in the money. Um, I think when you isolate this horse's form and specifically look at the, the six, six and a half furlong sprints, the flat sprints, that's what makes this horse dangerous and, and definitely a player in here. Now, she's had 10 times to try and get the job done, and she does love to run second a lot, like I mentioned. So I uh, need her to take a step forward. But she is four years old. She, it seems like she is improving to be her fourth start of the form cycle and fourth start of the year. So I went with eight on top. Did you use the eight? I did not,
0: uh, mainly because this horse just doesn't seem to get better. That was like it's just kind of <laughs> even efforts every time. And I don't think that this is uh, quite the right level that those even efforts are going to be able to get the job done. So I decided to pass on the eight horse. My other must use I went to the outside and the first time starter in the 11, exclusively noble here. Dean Peterson sends this one out. Castillo, uh, Cedillo gets the mount. Sorry. Uh, but Peterson with first time starters here is 23%. So they definitely can fire first time here. And I love the fact that this is a noble mission horse. I think this is really bred well to be turf sprinting. So I'm willing to take a little bit of a shot here with, uh, with exclusively noble, who I I assumed I was going to get a price on. I did this without the morning line, six to one, not terrible. Um, so a little bit of a price here with a first time starter. And again, in a race where I felt like uh, the two horse Edessa, who I'm going to use as my third horse and is going to take money here. fits with this field. Right. I I think that there's really not anyone else that's like, hey, that horse should really get bet. That leads me to first-time starters a lot of the time. When you have a barn that fires well with a sire that fires well, I don't mind using that type
1: of horse here, and that's why I use the 11 exclusively noble on a ticket. Second pick for me as well is Peterson's one with three of his last nine first-time starters, and Cedillo riding for Dean Peterson seven of the last 14 times they teamed up was a winner. 11 of those 14 finished in the money. I think this horse is very sneaky, and got a lot of horses here that you can kind of poke holes in or say no nah, 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 about this what about that you got nothing to poke a hole in other than she's never started so uh against this type of field six to one i'll use her i think we both also agreed on the five organic at four to one this was third up for me one of the two speed horses the way i saw this i think it's the one in the five uh, this horse's best effort uh, so far two back it was at this level race that was taken off of the turf but it was supposed to be this exact same condition uh finished second after leading most of the way look who finishes third golden microphone everything comes back to golden microphone for me uh in this spot so i think that she's going to be part of the pace i think that she has being on the turf will help her um be able to go the six and a half because she did have the leading kind of gave it up on the dirt i think on the turf it'll help her i also think she's a hell of a lot better than the one and if especially if the one doesn't break well or, or doesn't go up with organic early i think organic can take them gate to wire mike
0: Yeah, that was my same reasoning to use the five here is is the gate to wire threat. Uh, I like the fact that they tried to get this horse on turf and then the horse ran well enough on dirt. They're like, hey, let's go one more on dirt. And now we're going back to turf after that dirt effort. So a lot of times when you see a race scratch off, you'll see the trainer, the connections kind of change their mind on where they want to place the horse. If the horse runs well, specifically, I think that's what happened here with organic is that they're like, oh, wait, maybe we can do this thing on dirt. Then they realize, nope, turf is probably where we want to be here. Going right back to the turf now I, I agree speed of the speed and the fact that the other speed is in the one hole and it's a horse that I, you know i definitely have major question marks about i will see how well she gets out of the gate she was in the eight and the eleven the last two times the one horse not uh, never not once and broke well on the outside of fields there but didn't make the lead neither spot if there's any issue from a breaking perspective at all it, it seems like the six could be loose here and that's or the five organic well, could be loose here and I, it makes her one that you almost have to
1: include on the ticket uh where else did you go on this one i know you, you used another horse i think as well i used the uh Iodessa, the two horse who is logically going to be the favorite here uh it,
0: you know it's diamato it's uh and gonzalez two the one of the top tra- or the top trainer one of the top trainers i guess and a jockey who's <laughs> surprisingly not doing well over 27 right now at the meet but has three seconds and two and uh six thirds as well I like that effort over the turf course last time, going a mile. Now we're going six furlongs versus the five and a half the first time this horse debuted. Uh, It needs to break a little bit better, but this is one who had a tough trip first time out. Uh, Didn't break as well as you would like second time, but still was closing like a freight train going the mile. I think with a a decent break here, the pace sets up well enough that
1: Iades is a a logical favorite and a horse I didn't want to get knocked out by. Uh, I ended up leaving her off. I was afraid that she'd get too overbet and... mm. How do I say this nicely? I don't like this horse with the jockey it's got. <laughs> I don't like Ricky Gonzalez uh, riding for Phil D'Amato. Ricky Gonzalez, to me, his best uh, way, his best chance of winning is when you get him on a horse that's a front runner. He can usually try and get them to relax. He was good with that for a while with Kristen Mohal. Phil D'Amato, this is not the kind of horse. This is the horse that likes to come from off. And I know at a mile looks pretty good, and we're cutting back here uh, to six furlongs, six and a half furlongs i don't think this horse is going to be talented enough to get up there and get the win at what the price will be um i think she'll get overbet. the fact that gonzalez is only eight percent overall and seven percent riding for his almost father-in-law it's like ah just can't quite do it for me
0: yeah no i I get it i understand why you'd want to leave this one off if you're if especially if you're a little skeptical on the short price for me it's it's there was trip trouble both times as well and so Mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully, again, the second time was more of a break issue. The first time was just a bad trip. So hopefully it's a little bit cleaner of a journey around the, that oval today, and that makes a big difference.
1: Uh, last one for me. I went price hunting on this one. I went with the number nine, smooth as silk uh, out of the damn smooth at a square Eddie mirror. Um, I think this is an interesting one at 20 to one. You have two Redham horses in here. Neither of them trained by Doug O'Neill, but this is the one Gutierrez is going to ride. And that's important because he always gets first call on a Redham horse, whether or not it's a Doug O'Neill horse, he gets to ride the Redham uh, horses. Uh, the only time this horse has ever tried turf sprinting and is a square or out of a square Eddie dam, finished second going six furlongs here against Calbred Maidens. maidens. Um, the horse that won that loyal to a fault runaway leader. Like no, there was no chance anybody was catching that horse, so um, I'm not going to you know knock her for that one. I like the fact that we're now twenty to one after a bunch of failed route tries, but. Gutierrez is going to ride the breeding says that she should be super sneaky in this spot uh her damn smooth it did win the irish o'brien stakes which is a, a a sprint race uh back in her career so got that going for her as well um and again i like the price a lot in this spot so i'm hoping that she can kind of take after her damn get that big win going six and a half uh on the sandita turf though that was down the hill uh it could be worse right as far as a long shot for me to put it on here Yeah, I mean, face golden microphone, two backs. So what what, what would you need, right? Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up because she was nowhere near. But yeah, she wasn't in that race with golden microphone.
0: uh, Third (laughs) off the layoff, not a bad thing here either. The horse improved first to second. So you're hoping another improvement here third off. I didn't use this one because I think you need to take a monster step forward. But at 20
1: to one, I'm not going to try and talk you (laughs) off it. See if she takes the big step forward let's move on the fourth leg of the rainbow six and we're doing a great job here fourth leg of the rainbow six sunday june 18th at Sanita park race 10 we've got 10 males three and up plus two also eligibles routing a mile on the dirt at the m1x optional 50k level funny enough mike i don't know if you realize this uh the top two finishers from a del mar two-year-old maiden race in august of 2021 they're facing each other here. They're both still looking for that second career win. Uh, where'd you go on top? Well, I'm going to use both of them.
0: Um, I went with the three-horse Flying Drummer on top. This is who I think is going to be the most singled horse in the sequence. Uh, five to two on the morning line for Baffert. Hernandez picks up the mount. Horse looked very good last time. Just ended up missing by a neck or a nose. Uh, it ran second there. First off, a long layoff. Flying Drummer has not been to the heading tra- Had not been to the track since 2021. Prior to that effort, uh, you mentioned... Uh, Oviat class, the two-year-old race at Del Mar, where they ran one-two. Uh, I think Flying Drummer looks pretty good here, but I do think there is a abundance of early speed, and that was one of the main mm-hmm. reasons why I did not single here. I considered going as far as uh, I considered going as far as four deep here. I ended up only going three deep here, but Flying Drummer is the top pick. But I, I'm going to try and beat him here because of the speed that's in this spot.
1: I understand that, and of the two, I also singled Flying Drummer, so I have two different Bafferts wearing number three that I'm singling, and this is the one I was a little more like, can I try and find somebody to fit in here? It's too much to like about him, though, for me. Hernandez, like you mentioned, the top rider, keeps them out. Just missed by a neck at the same level and setup last time out. That was his first start in 512 days, like you mentioned. First time facing winners, first time facing non-two-year-olds, also things to consider there. The only time this horse has ever been worse than second, he was fifth in the American Pharaoh as a... Maiden, after finishing second to Oviat class uh, in that maiden race that I'd referenced. So uh, you forgive him for that, and I think it's very forgivable. I think this horse is very, very strong. Um, if you were to try and beat him, I know that you went with the, the nine. One of the other horses I considered possibly, if you want to get a little wild, try and beat him with uh, the five, Divine Armor. Wasn't anywhere close to him last time out, but give me a case for why he could get the job done this time.
0: Well, a couple of reasons. First off, there's a lot more speed. So I think that they're going to see a more a flying drummer pressed a little bit more on the front end. And I, I think you're going to see Divine Armor a little bit further off it. I don't think they wanted to be as close to that 22 and four opening quarter that they as they were. Uh, it kind of limited the kick that you saw from Divine Armor when this horse was claimed from Ronis and Sadler. Four back, you saw the horse sitting a couple lengths off of 23, 47 and three. I think that's more where he wants to be. I think you turn this horse into a little bit more of a closer, especially in this this race where you have so many horses that are going to be more forwardly placed. So I think I'm um, well, I don't think I'm hoping that we get more <laughs> of a closing action here from the five horse divine armor. And that's the difference today is that because being farther back allows you to use that kick to get close to to, to be able to run down some of these leaders early. And, and when you look through this and you go, okay, who, who is actually going to close? Uh, there's only two logical answers. The five and the nine who are the other two horses I'm using and then the six, but the six wants to sit pretty close. And I think is going to have an issue of just being a little too slow to sit the normal trip, but should get that closing <laughs> trip because of it. So for me, it was really the five, six and the nine. Who do I
1: want to use? I ended up using the five and the nine and leaving the six off. Uh, one other horse that I looked at that I thought was interesting, but not at the price, the eight mana to wish uh, is four to one, which is a reason I'm not too excited about that. The horse, you have to go back all the way to, I got to remember what it was. It was August, May of 2022. Um, when this horse last finished off the board ever since then it's third, first, second, second, third, first, third, second, second, third. He's a very consistent horse. He can do it. He runs well at the uh, one turn distance, seven furlongs, six furlongs. He runs well at a mile, but he just runs well in a lot of spots. And, and I think when he steps up to this level, it's, it's where it's a little tougher for him. And that's why at four to one, I couldn't pull the trigger on. Did you consider the eight at all? I didn't because I don't see how the eight wins the race. Right,
0: I mean, if the eight, eight's probably going to have to be a length to a length and a half off the lead. I don't see the eight going gate to wire, which is how Manitouish is going to want to win. But Flying Drummer is faster and 100% going from that three post. So, if you have the three going and the eight can't get the lead, and we're going to a mile, which I don't believe is Manitouish's best distance. I think he wants the the one turn six, you know, that that six furlong trip, the seven furlong trip. So. There's too many things that, in my mind, are up against the eight in this spot. It, it, you just—you'd have to—the three would have to not break, or you have to be faster than the three to the first turn. And if the three doesn't break, okay, then then fine. Four to one's fair. If the, you're fat—you have to be faster than the three, you're probably running a, a low 22 opening quarter. And if that's the case, I don't see how this horse holds on at a mile with some other horses that are coming from it. And that's the big problem with a lot of these. Like, the seven—I know Michael brought that one up in the chat—got thunder— that's another one who I think wants to be forwardly placed again. And so you, mm-hmm. just, you have five horses in this spot that I think want the lead. It's why I didn't single Flying Drummer. It's why I'm trying to take a shot with horses that are going to come from off it.
1: My uh, Me from two years ago was like going crazy looking at this because I was like, I remember Flying Drummer. I remember Oviat class. God Thunder was in against a bunch of horses that he never could see. I didn't realize he'd actually broken his maiden. He just would always finish second, third, second, third behind a bunch of horses. So... Um, yeah, I, I i think he needs to be a, a gate to wire horse, and this is not the spot to do it. Uh, if they'd scratch him and save him for Los Al, that might be the better route for him. I think that's a better setup for him, the way that track plays. Uh, let's move on, Mike. The penultimate leg of San Anita's Rainbow Six on Sunday, June 18th, race 11. We've got nine three year old fillies sprinting six furlongs on the turf, N1X optional 100K level. If anybody's got $100,000 to spend on a racehorse, Come on down to San Anita on Sunday, June 18th. You can get the one long rein or the three anybody's choice, though. I feel like maybe if you could offer them about half that much, they'd still let you take the horse. Where'd you go on top?
0: Uh, if you're looking to claim a horse, uh, no wasabi for me is in for, I think it's 35 or 25, one of the two uh, in two days. I wouldn't mind a trainer switch there for no wasabi for me. If anyone out there with 25, 35,000 wants to go ahead and claim that horse at Gulfstream. Uh, anyway... I almost singled the seven spicy bug. This is almost where I decided to single to get the other Baffert in, in the the maiden race. Uh, But I I decided I wanted to spread a little bit here, but that last race from spicy bug, I thought was very, very important, or very, very impressive. It was second off a layoff, second time turf sprinting, and and the horse took a massive jump forward. You saw the tactical speed that you saw before, but with the closing kick, and man, it was a nice closing kick to be able to get up and get the job done. Uh, Ends up winning by open lengths there, about a length and a quarter or length and a half, I'm sorry. Uh, Michael McCarthy, good in these spots, especially when horses take a step forward. DeSormo stays aboard. There's pace in here, but it should set up perfectly for Spicy Bug to sit right off it and then make that move just like last time. I thought the seven looked great on paper, uh, and now I'm seeing three to one. I'm not surprised, although I'm a little surprised uh, that the four horse here is five to two. Anyway, I'd uh, like the seven on top, Spicy Bug. What about you?
1: Let me tell you why the four is five to two because she's my top pick. Uh, Peter Miller claimed her for 62 5 out of her maiden win. Uh, it was her second career start, first time on turf, first time dropping for a tag. Since then, he's run her back protected three times. That first start back, going down the hill in a hundred thousand dollar stakes race, set the pace, held on to finish third. Pretty good effort from her. Uh, ran second at this level last time out after setting the pace and just not being able to hold on. The difference here. We're bumping up to Juan Hernandez after Rispoli rode in the first start. Al Sigour got back in the the saddle last time out, wasn't able to get the job done with that uh, bug boy allowance. I think Hernandez hopping aboard means this horse is going to be super live, super hard to hold off. Hernandez, 26% winners for Peter Miller, 62% in the money in the last year. So uh, I, this feels like a classic Peter Miller turf sprint, going to make her look like a superstar.
0: I definitely could. Gary Barber, the owner. I know you love uh, the Gary Barber horses as well. I didn't think she's going to get loose like she did last time and she got caught. And that was the main reason I got a little concerned about it. However, second off the layoff, she could take a step forward. You mentioned the jockey upgrade as well there. I I did use the horse who I thought was the other speed here. And that's the six horse procrastination. The other Michael McCarthy uh, ran in, was in the Sorrento as a two-year-old, takes a step forward as a three-year-old, tries on dirt. Then they move her over to turf. I thought that N1X Allowance is actually a very, very good race. Jumps up uh, to the uh, Senorita, a grade three, going down the hill. Ends up running a good fourth there in Tom's Regret. Uh, Tina Ella and the Wild Grazer beating her. I think that she's got a big shot at, threat, at uh, being out there early with the four, and I like her more late than I like the four. However, I, I don't Disagree that the four could be sitting on a pretty good one I just like the fact that the six is at least able to pass horses two back So even if she doesn't get the lead she's still live in here uh, and then the third horse I used here I really went back and forth between the two Diamatos. I don't know if you used either of them You got the five Port Ellen with Spoli aboard. There's three of got, them What's that? There's three of them. <laughs> oh, well, I meant the two that are shipping in here. I should say. Oh, There's gotcha the, gotcha Okay, uh, and the nine uh, Alvina Who has Sadio uh, aboard? look the nines form is better if you look through it and the nines improved almost every single time it starts So i think is a positive as well raced in a couple graded stakes over there was able to to uh, get the job done uh twice in the overseas versus a uh, you know this five who's coming in here who ran third in a maiden race and now we're sitting in an n1x 100k so that's an interesting spot there I went with a nine uh uh, largely because it's a mattacat red feather horse as well and when they usually bring horses over and give them to damato they're usually pretty live i also like the fact that this one comes from off the pace so if you watch some of those european races horse sits mid pack and i think that's going to be the preferential spot to be in this race especially if the four and the six hook up uh so i used the nine alvina as well
1: i did i ended up using all three other phil damatos that's how i knew there were three of them in here uh I do like this one a lot, uh, Cidio, Not the top jockey for Damato, but still wins uh, 17% in the last year and almost 50% in the money. And you mentioned two wins overseas in France before she came here, both of those in small stakes races. So uh, good effort. She also had to, big name jockeys aboard both times: Michael Barzalona and Christophe Sumian are very big name jockeys to be riding her over there. So all good signs there. Um, I used, like I said, used the five as well, Port Ellen. And you mentioned it; she's a maiden. She's raced once. She finished third. It was unsynthetic. And the D'Amato's like, all right, I'm going to get her in here uh, under under the turf race. This could be a case where he's trying to get these horses ready for Del Mar and they just need to get a start in on them. That could be the case. But it does seem very interesting to me that not only does he put this horse, first-time North America, as a maiden, into face winners, this is where his top jockey in California, Umberto Rispoli, is going to ride. Rispoli winning 23% for him in the last year. I thought that that race that she debuted was seven furlongs. I thought this, you know it was a good effort. It showed that she had some interest in it. She was willing to move forward late. Got third, beaten two lengths. Um, I you know it's gonna be a big step up here, but that'll be the case for a lot of these horses. Same for the nine, getting ten to one on this horse, which I like. And then the last one I threw on. I figure if I'm gonna use the other two demotes that are the long shots, kind of need to use the two with love, the only horse with experience. And I watched that race when she debuted in North America on May twenty first i uh, very slow out of the gate was last of seven spotted the leaders nine lengths. can't really do that when you're going six furlongs at Santa Anita and there's no pace meltdown but she did show some interest late there was a, a spot where Frizo had to kind of steady her off of horses a little bit because she was drawn on the inside um, but she you know when he pressed go again on her she went and I like that I think that she definitely is going to take a step forward from that race it's a matter of this she's going to be good enough to do it Five to one's a little dicey on that, especially when I've got a jockey in who isn't uh, Damato's first or second call rider. But I think this horse has talent, and I think she definitely will improve off of that effort. And like I said, the fact that she has the experience made me like her too.
0: Yeah, I, obviously, second time in North America is a, a huge plus for a lot of horses, just because they're not used to the pace over here. It was Frisu that kept me off this horse. I, I mean, it just only two mounts for Damato. Fair. I mean, and so for like, why are we using? him again here if this is if, if you think that the five or the nine are like if you don't think the five and the nine are live right why do you have jockeys you use more on both of those two horses and cedillo uh, probably his third call but one that he uses quite a bit and so mm-hmm. uh, the the fact that this is where free zoom land i just for me that that kind of threw me off on the two with love and I, the five i i just can't get past the, the maiden thing like the numbers don't fit. The maiden thing doesn't fit. I, I just, I, I could, I understand why people want to play the horse and and the spotting is very interesting, which generally makes me use horses, not disuse horses when it's, when it's a high percentage trainer and you're like, why the hell is this horse here? That's usually a good sign that the horse belongs there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. It's, I, it's fully understandable. It, it was something that I was like, it doesn't... The only thing I can think of is he's trying to get a race into her before Del Mar. And by the way, watch all of these horses. Sp- specifically, uh, Phil Giamato with Irish bred horses when he brings them to Del Mar. There's something about that. It gets pretty magical. But all right, let's move on. I also did... I liked your picks as well. But for me, I knew without even seeing Morning lines, the six and Seven were probably going to be shorter prices. Um, I didn't want to get too chalky. I think mine ended up slightly chalkier than yours overall. So... I do like six and seven just couldn't play the price uh sixth and final leg here San Anita's Rainbow Six on Sunday June 18th the last race at San Anita until f- almost the fall race 12 12 maiden males three and up plus two also eligibles routing a mile on the turf uh this one felt pretty wide open especially if the also eligibles get in where'd you go on top
0: yeah, this was uh, one of those races that you could definitely go price hunting if you want. And I'm, I'm again, I haven't seen the morning line, so I'm interested to see what I ended up with here. I, I got picked the seven to two favorite. Wonderful. Uh, I put the ten, <laughs> the 10 horse quality wins on top here. Uh, this is one of those spots where it just seems like the right position for it. There's quite a bit of speed in here. I think quality wins is going to be able to sit right off that. Uh, Glap brings this one back. He's twenty one percent off this type of layoff. Adds blinkers, seventeen percent when he's adding blinkers. Uh, Frey gets the mount again, seventeen percent together with a, a even ROI over two thousand twenty two and twenty three. Faced Corniche first time, took a break, came back on the turf. I thought ran really well in both of those two turf races. Just wasn't good enough to get the job done. Uh, and if you note both of them, like. There are still very uh, the horse isn't fully mature in either of those races, right? So it was was rank in one of them, was pulling in the other. You just you watch them back and you're like, there is still another uh, there's another level to this horse if we can figure it out mentally. And so the big question is is that you know three month layoff, were we able to get this thing mentally worked out? Because if so, I think Quality Wins could turn out to be a pretty good horse. It's sold for hundred ninety thousand dollars, and it's a quality road out of a tap at mare. It should love going two turns on the turf.
1: Yep, yeah, I, I use, I wrote down the wrong number. I use this horse as well. Um, glad has got two horses in here. This is the one that feels like it's ready. The other one, 12, Aeromax, uh, gets Juan Hernandez, which is a plus. But I, I've watched that horse's workouts, and he is a slow, lumbering, he's going to need a couple races to get. <laughs> Come back and talk to me at the end of Del Mar. Maybe I'll be wanting to bet. Uh, arrow max to win at that point but i agree with everything you said there it, i'll be curious to see what price he goes off because your actual five to two favorite is the 13 yellow brick the first also eligible and then the other also eligible is four to one co-third choice so if neither of those horses makes the gate the odds on all these horses are going to come down in two quality wins you're looking a lot closer to the five to two that he was last time out yeah
0: and i don't love taking a five to two in this field because i do think it is a pretty open race but i also like the upside in quality wins, I think, is far more impressive than in the upside we're seeing with anyone else. But that being said, I'm going to go to a second-time starter as a ne- my next horse in, the six-horse Caribbean King here. Peter Erton, 15% with second-time starters, $2.58 ROI. Uh, this is the Son of Spites Town, sold for 200000 I thought ran pretty well considering everything uh, that happened in that first turf race. was going a mile on the turf. Uh, broke out of this six hole of eight horses, but was never within two pass of the rail just was wide the entire time I didn't think had a chance to really run down the top pair uh, They didn't go very fast for of time, So They went 47 and two to the half They finished in 135 and two So they went 12s the whole way through and this horse was able to still close some ground pass a couple horses Well being wide the entire time So I thought it was a pretty good
1: debut effort for Caribbean King and a really logical horse to take a step forward your second time out I like this horse as well. Uh, The winner of that race was part of the early pace. The leader finished second. Uh, And this horse debuted going two turns. That's something we talk about as well. So you do think now second start, staying routing. So not not regretting having put him out in that spot. He also missed third by a nose. Like, it's not like he ran horribly. He ran well. It's just those top two were too far away for him to catch. Um going to take them out with Vasquez not keeping it. Reisbley's won 3 of his last 10 mounts for Peter Urton. And again, Peter Urton second off second time doing something, that's usually when you can see a much more improved performance. So yeah, I agree with you on the six as well. Who you got next? Uh, give me the eight mystification next. Uh, I talked how I liked horses go
0: two sprints to routes. That's what we're seeing here with the son of good magic. sold for $250,000 off a $50,000 stud fee. So you like to see that as well. Uh, this one is clearly the speed of the speed, right? We're getting six to one, whether or not this horse can go gate to wire. Cause that's what mystification is going to try and do here. I think on the stretch out, there's a very good chance. This one gets the lead. And if mystification gets the lead, it can get comfortable up there. I'm not worried about the distance. Good magic going two turns. Not a, usually a big. Issue issue there tis now on the bottom tells me the distance shouldn't be a problem either i like the fact that after those two sprints we also worked six furlongs which is you know the the work tab for this horse is interesting because o'neill doesn't have these long six furlong works all that interest all that often and we've seen two of them now for this horse in the last three works so they clearly want this horse going long those are stamina building works i think mystification's got a decent shot at taking this field gate to wire
1: this is my top pick. I uh, love everything that you mentioned. Uh, Chase, Delmar, Jerry all the way around last time out. Uh, the horse won gate to wire. Getting in a jockey upgrade from Freezu to uh Sormo, uh who hasn't run for Doug O'Neill once in the last year. I didn't realize that. It's two long-time you know, stalwarts of California just haven't been working together recently. As long as he takes to the turf, he sh- I think he could easily go gate to wire in this field. So uh definitely a must use for me as well all right so we've agreed so far this is where we're going to part off so give us your last and fourth horse
0: give me the nine horse mega moon i'll go to free sue here after not using them last time uh, <laughs> this is another one I thinks interesting for peter miller because when you look at the breeding again this is frosted whose father is Tappet out of a malibu moon mare i think two turns i don't think sprinting Yet in the first three races, we were sprinting in all of them. And now we're going to try two turns for the first time. I thought the effort at Golden Gate was good. I thought the first effort on the turf down here was good, especially at 38 to 1, essentially. And if you go back and you watch that, there was all kinds of trouble for Mega Moon in that race as well, going six and a half furlongs. I think this might be a really good two turn type horse where we can sit close to the pace and then get first run on the leaders here getting 12 to one on the horse. I like the price. I like the fact that I think the trip works out well here for Mega Moon. And I like the fact that he just gets better every single time we go out there. And this is only gonna be the second time he tries turf. So he goes from dirt to turf to synthetic. Now we're back to turf here. I think Mega Moon's got a legit shot. I think this is his best surface
1: uh the horses that finished first and second ahead of him in that one turf race they both won next out one at the 50k level and then el oro won at the starter allowance level so um look at it's a sneaky good effort uh all things considered for that spot there's a one i didn't use i didn't like the jockey move to to frieza picking this up but um it's an interesting one i think i might be more interested if this horse was sprinting but we'll see this is the one time you catch the horse routing uh for the first time so it could work out for you uh, and you're getting a good price 12 to 1 as well uh for me the last two i use i'll go through them quick the number four defense or fortis at eight to one nearly won the debut going a flat six and a half furlongs last month now we ditched the blinkers seven to five that day missed by a head now we're eight to one i think a big part of that's because of who i mentioned with those also eligibles but it feels like a gross overreaction when i really didn't think he did anything wrong it was a pretty good debut it's jonathan wong um you're getting the bug boy aboard with Al sagor so you're getting a little bit of a relief uh from that as well so and and we're ditching the blinkers it seems like this horse is going to be asked for lots of speed and if mystification isn't the leader I think it's gonna be the four I think this four is pretty sneaky here any thoughts on the four uh
0: I didn't use it because we were a seven to five in a five horse field that that just wasn't very good at Golden Gate and so the seven to five to eight to one to me isn't that surprising. I considered if if I went through that speed angle that you just used, where hey, can this horse get the lead? If so, then that one might be one I want to put on my ticket. I think the eight's faster. Um, and again, the five horse field at Golden Gate I think can be a little uh, a
1: little misleading. That was a San Anita? Don't discount us. Oh, we sorry. were San Anita for that. One.
0: Santa Anita. <laughs> Fine. Golden Gate
1: does much better than Five Horse Fields. Don't don't disparage Golden Gate. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry about that. I do like the let, fact it's the Air Force Blue. I do like Air Force Blue sprinting. Sorry, uh, the, on the turf. On the turf. Yeah. Uh, last one for me. Number five, Hula Candy at four to one. Uh, I think this horse really need to get that debut out of the way. It's a John Sheriff's horse that usually don't pop first time out. I um, plus, the horse had to break from the rail in a field of nine, so not ideal for this horse. Um, Waited until five years old, by the way. This is a five year old making a second career start., uh, but I like that Joe Bravo's keeping the mount. Joe Bravo is a very strong turf rider. Uh, he's one for ten riding for sheriffs in the last year, but five for ten finishing in the money, which I think is big. Uh, he's getting the horses to finish well, just they aren't always winning. The horse is bred to handle two turns. And so we went from a six furlong sprint to now we go to a mile, uh, twirling candy out of a pulpit mare. I think this is what this horse is meant to do. You should expect to see a, an improvement here, stretching out, and and the four to one that makes me nervous. I don't I don't love the four to one on this spot, but I do think that this horse um, is definitely set up to make an improvement off of that debut effort, and I like the stretching out.
0: This is going to get bet down too. This is a trip horse for a lot of people. Uh, when you go back and you watch that race, didn't break well. Was flying late. Had got blocked early. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked if Hula is your favorite here
1: oh geez yeah that never works out well if this is a good if it's a trip horse and everybody's seeing the same thing then <laughs>
0: that's why it's, that's why it's four to one it is because the trip was was it, and then people love and I I don't generally like this angle but people love the horse didn't break going short it's stretching out angle that's like one of the most overbet things when it's the first race a maiden doesn't break well and then they run up late and miss by like a couple lengths and everyone sees them flying late And then they stretch out. That horse just seems to get
1: bet every single time. And I don't think it's as effective an angle as a lot of people do. It's especially uh, dangerous to bet that when it's two-year-olds. When they blow the break on their first start, they're going to get hammered like hell. That second one, watch out for them. So, yeah, that's, that's what I learned from you, actually. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Magic Mike Show. Thanks for joining Mike and I to go through closing day, Sunday, June 18th, the mandatory Rainbow Six payout. Remember, it's a 20-cent base, uh, roughly $195,000 carried over into the Friday pool. Um, And as long as nobody hits it Friday or Saturday, should have a pretty healthy pool on Sunday. So let us know in the comment section if you're going to be playing and what your tickets are. We'll go ahead and give out our tickets one last time for the audio listeners. Video watchers, take a look down below. I'm going to go 24689. Single to three, five, eight, nine, eleven. Single to three again. Two four five nine. And then four five six eight ten. That's eighty dollars, Mr. Sandwich. Give me the one four nine with three, with two, five, six, eleven,
0: with three, five, nine, with six, seven, nine, with six,
1: eight, nine, ten. That'll cost you eighty-six forty for twenty cents. Uh, remember, this is for Sunday, June 18th. This is why we're doing it today uh, on June 16th. And uh, happy Father's Day, to everybody! Happy Father's Day to you if you're going to be playing this weekend, either Father's Day Sunday or on Saturday. We've got you covered with previews: uh, Monomoy Girl Stakes at Ellis Park. You've got Wet Paint versus Hoosier Philly in that race. Goodnight Olive going to try and bounce back in the Better Roses. The Pegasus Stakes has got Kings Barnes the local prep for the Haskell, and debuting soon at YouTube.com slash dudes. Mike Sandwich previewing the Monmouth Stakes at where else? Monmouth Park on the turf. So you can check that one out. They'll be up here probably in the next half hour or so. So we'll get that uh, loaded for you. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, Mike? It's going to be a fun little weekend here. I'm excited that
0: Sandy... I'm, I'm excited to see... I'm sad that Sanity is closing, but I'm excited to see it close, too, because it means we're rolling into it. Uh, fun cards all over the place. The Monmouth card on Saturday is very good. The Belmont cards over the weekend are looking good. Hopefully the weather holds off there. Got some rain today, but the turf course still listed as firm here as they're walking into the gate for the eighth race. And then make sure you check out Dudes of Bet daily. We're, we're having a lot of fun on that show as well. Baseball's doing well. Mike Magic said, 1-0 already. His best bet got home there at plus 125, <laughs> so good start to the day there as well. So hopefully we can keep that rolling, too, man
1: yeah it's been fun check us out uh it would be a lot of fun uh rodney asks uh, we'll we be doing previews on royal ascot possibly um uh, the problem for mike and i is that we're the the problem is that mike and i are the ones that are t- the most passionate about it yep. but it's also starting at 6 30 in the morning for mike and i so it's like we gotta try and balance things out we might have some stuff come out on the channel so stay tuned for that make sure you subscribe you can find out Ah, uh, what we're doing with that Ah, uh, but yeah, like i said enjoy your father's day weekend everybody have some fun betting the horses we'll be back on monday june 19th to uh talk about everything and probably have a fun little show planned for you on that day as well but until then i'm magic and i'm mike good luck this weekend